Hello. Oh, hi, Merlin. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Apparently, I'm breaking news. You are. You're breaking the news. This time, it was my turn to be on the show floor um, at the podcast. Oh, damn. Were you reporting live from the show floor? Did you get a chance to interview uh, young Ben Shapiro? No, you know, Ben and I didn't spend any uh, time this. together really you didn't like yeah. you didn't like you know stand next to him at a urinal and talk about how chicks are dicks or whatever no, so here's the weird thing is mm. i um just to show you how wide-reaching you know ben shapiro's influence is i'd never heard of he's, him he's basically doing a national reach around well i i never heard of him before i didn't know oh. who he was wow and I, I brag. Every, everyone else seems to know who who he was so i was at so t- taking a step back i was at the podcast movement conference in dallas texas last week is it they call it the pm for short you know they do and mm-hmm. when i was a little boy they don't want people saying stuff like that they shouldn't name what it did that. you call i think we talked about this what did yeah. you call a poo when you were growing up a poo oh, no we called farts noisies i'll tell you but it's a little personal right. um it one seems time, personal to talk like it like like this seems really personal to talk about this doesn't it's it it's extremely personal <laughs> i don't know no, i don't i'll talk about poop anytime i got anytime. ibt what am i gonna do right <laughs> what are you gonna do right. throw your enteric aspirin at me um so uh my grandfather as we all know uh his family's from london he's from south america uh british guyana near jonestown uh, and came to the United States, and he said he used to say a lot of crazy things. He would make up crazy words all the time, mm. and I never knew if they're real words or not. I assumed they were, but one time, apparently, I blasted a giant dookie in my diaper. Um, I was twenty-seven. <laughs> I stole that joke from Stuart Lee. Um, uh, he's twenty-seven. No, no, no. But I, I blasted a duke, and uh, I guess it was pretty, pretty stinky duke. Yeah. And he held me up in the air oh. like a feral cat. Oh. And said to my mother, Sheila, Sheila, Merlin made kumi kumi. <laughs> you did not. You did and not. And so until I was in college, at least, no. I, ref- I said, I have to go kumi. Really? I love that. Okay. So uh, I What's don't. What's yours? Give me one of yours. Show me. Uh, quid pro no, quo. Quid pro quo. Quo quo. Um, yes. Yeah. I'll trade you for this, for this uh, member of the uh, Night's Watch. Um, the, the interesting thing quo? is, I don't know if this is because now my mom and dad were both hippies um my father was arrested for uh, marijuana possession in like 1968 or something like that no so kidding they, they were you know they like they they have these this story they used to tell me oh we my mom we almost went to woodstock mm-hmm. like we almost did but the drive That's, that was, must have been a logistical nightmare i don't yeah. know how so many hippies got organized enough to get to new york <laughs> So she didn't go Amen. to that, but but like that was the space that they were in. Okay, yes. But then they both there's a there's a lot of ambition. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, well, so my um, both of them went up working at different universities at different times, and my mom became a college professor, and my dad worked in like some kind of like academic like planning. I don't know. But the point of it is they was were he both, doing defense work for the Rand Corporation. They were be both honest. total. No, they were both no. total squares later in life and they like you wouldn't necessarily have expected them to call it like a dookie maybe when they were the hippies they might have but later in life so so what what they had no the polite term in front of people if you ever had to god forbid say it was you would kind of whisper bm that and that was the that was it bm 
we used to have we used to call it BM, which is of course for our international. What they call, what they call you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Our yeah, international uh, listeners would oh. refer to it as a bowel bowel movement. Oh. Shortened down to a BM, so we would say, you know, I ha- and I, I believe, and this mm-hmm. is where it feels really personal yes. saying this part. I think that it, it you would say, <laughs> you, I think you would say, I have to make a BM, not just oh. a take a BM or do a BM. It was make. I think went went along with it, and that's, I, that I, feels I very this personal. Up from um, from English actors, mostly, I think things on like what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yes, and so we're still trying not to curse, right? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Well, I don't want. I that. don't want to upset. Okay, but I, I do like, and this is also uh, Tim Robinson also does this. You could say take a shit, leave a shit. I also really like do a shit. Do. It's like Nadja doesn't technically have to do a shit because, as we uh-huh. know, she's a vampire, but yeah. she still wants a gold turlet. Have you seen the, the house flipping episode of What We Do in the Shadows yet? I have not watched any of the new season. I'm waiting. I'm saving it. I want to finish a it's couple a, other things first. It's, it's a, mm, a season as a thing is a little bit weird, but there's a couple very good episodes. And there's and I, I won't spoil it for you except to say, I don't know, well, you wouldn't know this, that Laszlo has become a big fan of reality TV home makeover shows. Oh, and those those two stand up comedians, they're twins, the Sklar brothers. Yeah, um, they do an entire episode that's shot as like an HGTV makeover show. Really, called "Go Flip Yourself." And I really, really super recommend it. Okay. If you want, right. I'll give you all the highlights from this season. The wedding one is good. The uh, the flip your house is good. Uh, Colin Robinson is very upsetting this season, as you can probably imagine. Yeah, I only can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so make do, uh, when you, what was your verb for BM in your house? Make, you had to make one. Some people would actually just say make, I have to make. No, I knew that too. And that, that to me felt incomplete and wrong. Mm-hmm. That's some hillbilly talk. Yeah. You got to finish your sentences. Finish your sentences. Or as you would say, your... you got to finish your. Yeah. What's it? Don't love it. Five comedy points. Um, and so this cod podcast movement. Cod piece. Cod piece. <laughs> I have to go make a cod piece movement. I have to go make. Whoa, when I woke up, it was already moving. Oh, <laughs> no, not me. I'm no. 55. No. This thing won't do anything. You can touch it all you want. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Don't worry. You're safe. I'm like Varus without secrets. Um my little birds. Um, and so what was, what is the, if you can define, what is the podcast movement, if you can say? Is it in Dallas? Is it, that right? It's in Dallas. They've moved Dallas it around. Dallas is near Denton. Is that correct? Yeah. It's actually yeah. really close to Denton. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, Plano. Well, the be- I, I know the best ever death metal band out of Denton. That's my fall card for Denton. So it's it's somewhere between a, a two, hour, two hour and 45 minute and three hour drive from Austin. Jesus, here. that state's big. Yeah. Yeah. It's taller. Sorry, real quick though. I mean, Florida is amongst people like me and you. Whenever people, there's some things you know, right? One thing you know is people are like, oh, it's spring break. I'm going to go to Key West. And you're like, have you ever looked at Key West on a map? Do you have any idea how far you have to go to get from like Tallahassee to Key West? Yeah. That's. And, but te- Texas is even time. taller. Is that right? Yeah. I think Texas, if so you were to put them, them out, um, you know how you can't, like, they change the shapes of it on a map. Uh, I would have gerrymandering. Yeah, I would have to look that up. Texas, Texas versus Florida. Is it better to live in Florida or Texas? Dan, I'm on a site called Retirepedia, and I'll put this into notes. I think it would be very <laughs> handy for you. Um, there's a lot to think about. 
Sure. Uh, Texas, it says here, I'm just going to read you, and then I want to hear about the movement. If you're going to make, leaving huge mud pies. Texas is much bigger than Florida, both in terms of population and size. Its capital is also more central, so it's easier to access from much of the state. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. If you ever need to get to Austin, it's good to know you already live there. Well, I guess, you know, if you're living in Miami and you want to go to the state capital to do some, conduct some business, yes. you've got to drive all wanted, the way to Tallahassee. Yeah, it's when my mother goes to see Republican people sworn into office, they have a whole like caravan they do there. Yeah, that's, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people have business at the capital, you know, mm-hmm. so you're going to be able to get there. That's true. Uh, uh, compare Texas, Florida size. So, so the movement podcast movement has been going on since I think the mid 2014, 2014, 2015 time period, mid 2010s. And they wanted to make an event like for podcasters, but by, by other podcasters, not just like a marketing thing. And so when I, when I, I spoke there, I can't remember if I've spoken three times or two times, maybe four. I don't know. I've been uh, there a few times. I'm brag too. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Texas is about 4.8 times bigger than Florida. The thing about speaking at podcast movement is you're, unless you have a session that's full of sort of buzzwords and sounds very trendy, you're going to have an audience of about eight, maybe 12 people. Oh, okay. So is it, and so I'm sorry, though, so is it podcasters for podcasters? Is mm. it a business focused, like how to, as Bill Clinton says, using it as a transitive verb, how to grow your podcast? Is Most it about of it getting now acquired? Is, yeah. It's not about, it's not about buying a mic or something. No, they, they have a little bit of that in the earlier days. But you bring days, in a celebrity and that's going to be a really big deal. That's, that's yeah. the kind of thing, you know, you bring in uh, like Dave Weiner and people are going to really knock down the doors, right? Yeah. You would think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, in the early days of this podcast conference there was a lot of how do i know what microphone to use and like what recording software should i use and now it's all monetization sure. and, and building your audience and, and of bet, course a lot of it is now the, the moving target of like it, that answer the answer to that question has never been easy or simple mm-hmm. but now it's even less easy and less simple yeah right? all I, the options for like ways you can do stuff you know, monetizing is, and that kind it, of stuff there are so many ways to attempt to monetize it. And the sad truth that no one will ever say is it's damn near impossible to make real money podcasting unless you've been doing it for a long time and mm-hmm. you already have built up an audience or you're coming from another big media space where you have a big audience such as yeah, the television. Days, the days movies. of easy serendipity are over at this yeah, point. If very you're, much. If you're not Joe Rogan or Barack Obama or, yeah. you know, even like, uh, what's her head? Who's the lady that overpronounces her T's? Uh, you must remember this. Like, there are people who made a successful podcast qua podcast. Like, but yeah, I think that's part of the problem with the racket at this stage is you get to this carpetbagger stage where, like, you're going to get a lot of advice. What was it, Steve Martin's line about how to make a million dollars without paying taxes? Step number one, get a million dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Kind of, right? I mean, Very much. Very but much. There's probably networking going on, I'm guessing. Yeah, a lot there's a lot of networking, a lot of people. Oh, thank you for that overlay. That's, that should be our show art, I think. It, this is, uh, you can see, this is Florida's Wang on, on Florida's ass, or America's Wang superimposed on America's ass. And um, <laughs> you can see. Now, is Austin obscured by Florida in this? If, if this uh, were... Yeah, just about, just to the edge of Florida. If this were an Independence Day or a nope, that would be, you'd be in a shadow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you've done talks there. Now, talks you've done before, your two to four talks you've done there. Well, when you do a talk, what do you talk about? 
Look, well, look at me, the, I'm Dan the, Benjamin. Everybody look at me. That was the first talk that, that I was your TEDx her. talk. That hey, was, everybody. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Look at me. Look at me. I'm Dan Benjamin. And I just walked around, you know, I put a, put a hoodie on and I would take, I yeah. would unzip the hoodie and then I'd rezip it. You rezip it or you wear a sandwich sign. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I felt like there, uh, there was early on an opportunity to kind of be like a, a helper to people and say, here's how you can like do a show. And now they want things that are, you know, more specific and all about monetization and things like that. And what's well, yeah. weird is most of the sessions now, not all. But many or most are just sort of advertisements. They're just like a company will come in and they'll talk and they'll uh, they'll advertise the thing that they're doing as uh, that's that's that is that is a when I say it's a classic, it's a frustrating classic where it's basically somebody doing their roadshow deck for yeah, like a room full of people exactly who paid to be somewhere. Is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I get it, but it's it's kind of gross. It is. And it makes it less interesting for people like us or for whatever. So when I go, I'm not so much looking in, in to try and enjoy the sessions. I'm there to meet the people, many of whom I've known over many, many, many years, other people who run web hosting or podcast hosting companies like me or, mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, just people who I've like known for a while or in it. And, and sure. so you asked about Ben Shapiro that's the guy's name, right? Ben Shapiro. Well, I, I was trying, I was, it's, it's really quick random access. All I saw was that there had been a podcast conference in Dallas and yeah. I thought, well, there can't be that many podcast conferences in Texas right now. That's probably the one Dan's at. Right. And I saw there was some kind of a dust up where the conference, I if memory serves, had to sort of like apologize or explain why uh, right wing wacko and fail son uh, Ben Shapiro was there doing his, uh, his toxic talk. That's right. And so the thing is this, he, so here I will, I will give you the facts of what I know. And mm. I've read a couple articles. This was all happening and I was oblivious to it. I was probably, you know, talking to somebody about like sure. Amazon S3 file storage somewhere. Mm -hmm. And um, so Ben Shapiro is, uh, and again, never heard of him before I read these I articles. I cannot believe, I'm sorry, this is, I'm not doing that that thing where you do feign surprise. Hmm. I, I I mean, and I'm not even going to make the joke about well, you're lucky not to know. But like, it's just so strange. He's come up so much in the last couple of years as being I one of those. I feel like I must have been on. Like, I know the I know Tucker Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Mm -hmm. um, He's the one who talks I've, like Jiminy Glick now. And I've seen him on, uh, like clips of him on YouTube or in Twitter and things like that. So that's how I know him. But I'm just not. I just don't. I just don't get involved in politics. I don't really follow politics. I, I'm, I'm like, like local politics yeah. matter a lot to me. Um, I get it. No, I get it. So I just yeah. don't like, anyway, um, except around like election time, then I pay attention. Yeah. Like, well, you else. know, one reason I had to get a new TV a couple years ago is because we had, because Jude Law showed up on it and you had to paint it black like I do every time. You don't like him at all? I mean, I just don't want to look at him. Have you ever seen the movie Spy? Mm, no. It's really good. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, he plays huh. a James Bond type. Also, I'm not going to spoil this movie for you because you need to see this. If you like Paul Feig, if you like Melissa McCarthy, if you like, for example, Bridesmaids, one of the great movies, uh, you should check it out. So Melissa McCarthy works for, I guess, the CIA. And she's like one of those. She's basically, in the same way, to use a podcast term, she's really like more of a, she's a producer, whereas like... Um, Jude Law is uh, an operative in the field and like she's his eyes and ears and like the smart one in the relationship. Anyway, uh -huh. Jude Law. Now he's also in the Ripley movie, right? 
the believe it or not thing where I, yeah, I can eat 20 it. goldfish or whatever. This man put 49 um, billiard balls in I his mouth. I've been doing push-ups since last week. 47 came out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Jude Law, you paint your TV. Okay. So Tucker, anyway, Carl, the, Tucker Carlson. Oh, oh ben, ben Shapiro. Shapiro. So mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro, for those who, who are, for our international <laughs> listeners, he is a conservative. Uh, dingling. Person. Mm, he's a dingling. I don't, I, I mean, I, that's what it sounds like. I can't. Well, as a Buddhist, I, you can't, you can't use uh No, I could like never. That. It causes you physical pain. But it seems like there's a lot of people who do not like him. And well, he makes it easy. The, um, the, the conference, he was apparently, this is all going from the articles that I've read. I put one in the show notes. He was not an attendee and was not a speaker and did not have a badge. But he rolled in at some point on one of maybe the first or second day. He rolled oh, they in. probably did like an Ocean's Eleven, like snuck him in in like a dessert cart or something. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he, he, they, there's a video that I saw of this where it shows him walking in. Mm-hmm. And he walked in and he went and there is a show that he does or someone does. I don't know if this is his network or what it is. It's called The Daily Wire. So there was that. And he went up and he stood in the Daily Wire like booth area. Okay. And people came up and took pictures with him. And then he left. I don't know how long he was there. Uh, but he came, spent some time in a booth, and then left. And this caused uh, the podcast movement people, the people who created it, the Twitter uh-huh. account, to say, um, uh, let's see what they said. They said, hi, folks, we owe you an apology. Uh, this is from their Twitter account. Hi, folks. We owe you an apology before sessions kick off for the day. Yesterday afternoon, Ben Shapiro briefly visited the Podcast Movement 22 Expo area near the Daily Wire booth. Though he was not registered or expected, we take full responsibility for the harm done by his presence. Um, and uh, and they've I guess they felt bad because they sold the Daily Wire a, a booth. And um, and then they they said something about people feeling. Uh, like unsafe or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, things yeah, sure, like sure. that. Yeah. And um and and so that was the big that's it. That's all okay. that I understand. Hmm. Um he says and now Shapiro and then this is in the article, it says he he replied to the person writing this article and he said, I was in the room and standing there breathing oxygen. That is the entire story. There was no confrontation. No one spoke to me about anything political. Some people asked for pictures and I obliged. That's literally it. So that's what okay. that's what he says, and I watched huh. the video. Sounds like and, a stand-up guy. Well, th- that's yeah. I watched the video, and that seems to have been what happened in in the video. But um, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't is hear it anyone. An example of cancel culture. It seems like it's probably an example. I have of no idea. Culture. I have no idea what's going on. Like to most mm-hmm. of us at the conference, wow, we had no clue nice. wow. about anything wow. that was going on. So the main thing. So there's okay. All right. Anyway, and so so was the conference. What did you talk about this time? Uh, I talked Did you about do this, your slide deck for your from your roadshow. No, I talked about the stuff that we're doing at at Spooler, which is Spooler. Um, uh, yeah, Spool, Spooler, Spooler, which is what people would refer to as uh, dynamic ad insertion technology used to create uh, content in, within a podcast. So that was kind of fun to talk about that. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, hi, Dan. Um, hey. hey. Um, oh, this is weird, but I think it'll be fun. Can I go? I would love to hear whatever it is you're about to do. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I just sent you um, a, a very funny tweet from John Kerr. When I used when I said Jiminy Glick a minute ago, did you know what I mean, what I'm referring to? I don't, but I, I, I'm never sure you if it's, it's a, a movie reference or if it's just a Merlinism, but I am here mm-hmm. for it either way. 
I'm a big believer in people. You know, I, I, I should do talk about this at podcast movement. Um, I know, because I, I, I think it's, I think it's vital. Well, nobody wants to hear what I think of podcast movement. Mm. Believe me. Oh boy. I'm regular Holden Caulfield about these things, oh, but, um, God. but, uh, yeah, I am. I am. And you've never seen so many phonies in your whole life. Um, but, uh, uh, anyway, so anyway, nobody cares. Okay. So, uh, there was a thing, uh, Martin Short, the great Martin Short used to do, I think on Comedy Central and I forget the name of the show, but the character he plays is named Jiminy Glick. And he is a parody of every, like, pompous, idiotic celebrity interviewer you've ever, ever seen. Uh. But it's Martin Short, and he plays him in a, I think we call it an obese suit now. And it's very, very funny. The thing, the thing about Jimmy Glick, if you watch, you, you, sometimes you start talking like Jimmy Glick because he talks like this. I just sent you a link to uh, little crossfades between Jimmy Glick and Tucker Carlson. Mm. Uh, it'll be in show notes for this episode. Tucker Carlson has basically turned into Jimmy Glick. Is is a good thing to know. Now, now, what this is going to do though, it's going to make you want to go back and watch compilations of Jimmy Glick stuff. So I will also find that for notes, notes, notes. Uh, one of his famous ones, of course, at the top of this, he says, uh, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks, what's your beef with the Nazis? You always oh, Nazi this and Nazi that. Um, and he's, uh, and he, he's, he's very funny. And uh, Jimmy Glick has uh, his two beautiful boys, Matthew and Modine. And he's, he's always uh, stuffing food in his face. And it's funnier than it sounds. It'll be in notes. And okay. I'll also find a compilation. Notes, notes, notes. Hey, Dan, where would people find show notes for episode 588 of your Back to Work program? Oh, they can go to backtowork.limo slash 588. 1988. 1988. Uh, pull, pull and squeeze Herman neck in 1988. Um, boy, don't, don't you wish you could be different sometimes? All the time. Ugh. I wish you got to pick. Let's see. I'm typing links, and I'm going to find Jiminy Click Comp. Um, yeah, this is, this is, I was trying to think about how to frame this, because it was just kind of a wild hair idea we had last week, and I, I don't know why I'm being so touchy about feeling like I need to frame this, but we were talking last week, somehow got into, or last time we recorded, um, talking about uh, this uh, app slash service called Set App, mm-hmm. um, which is an, uh, a service where I believe it's $10 per seat. You basically sign up $10 a month, and that subscription gets you access to a whole bunch of Mac apps. And they also have a version where you could get iOS apps. But for our purposes today, I wanted to, and this is, and here's the part where I'm being touchy. This is not an ad for setup. This is not a, I'm not here to stipulate one way or another if this is good, you know, for developers or not. What I'm here to say is for $10 a month, you get access to a bunch of really good apps, some of which are legitimately like best in breed, as we used to say. Um, and some of which are actually pretty costly if you buy it on your own. And my only editorial note about Setup, which is, forgive me, positive, is that, hey, I can't get hardly any, anything good anymore that doesn't require a subscription, which can be a little frustrating. Like, you know, for example, there's a whole, I told you, there's a whole bunch in, in Setup. There's stuff like setting up, a, I don't know, a Postgres or MySQL server, or it's about running MAMP or whatever it is. There's all this, there could be stuff in there though, where like there are apps that I just either A, I want to just try to see if it does what I want in the way that I want, or often is the case, forgive my saying, sometimes it's an app I just need this one time for one thing. 
like fixing EXIF data on photos. Like I don't need a 10-year subscription to that or, you know what I'm talking about? You run into those apps. I'm trying to think of ones I've run into recently, but there'll be these times where like the only times I ever really experience the app store like a person is when I'm desperate to like fix something. You know what I mean? And that's, you know what I'm saying? Like I got the apps that I need. When I hear about new apps that my friends like, I'll check it out, but I never hardly ever go into the app store and search for my SQL mm-hmm. utility. And that's not, not nothing against my SQL, but like there's so much garbage in the app stores and there's so much stuff where I can't tell if this is going to do what I want. And I guess the analogy that I'm trying to, that I'm struggling with here is you end up subscribe. I end up subscribing to stuff and forgetting about it in some cases, but like, it is a little frustrating to me that to find out, do you know what I'm talking about Dan? Like it's, you cannot, you, we like to, uh, be, if we're in a rush to fix a problem or squash a bug, if you like, mm-hmm. like I start running around somewhat hysterically, you know, trying to Google for things. I usually start with, I find, and then you get there and you're like, I don't know if this will do what I want. I don't know if do it in the way that I want. Good tip, for, mm. in my opinion, people, when you're looking on the app store, don't just obsess about ratings and stuff because that's kind of a jam up. But you know what you really want to look at is how... When's the last update to it? How often is it updated? Right. If you think the answer to your problem is a, uh, an app with three five-star ratings that was last updated in 2016, you might want to keep looking. Or go buy it and subscribe for a year and find out it's not what you need. Well, here's what's neat for that 10 bucks a month right. on Setapp, and there are other things like it. Um, there's such very good apps in here. So this is less about Setapp as a company, a thing, a platform, and more about some gems. I always enjoy talking about apps, as you know. And I wanted to highlight um, some really good apps that are available on Setup for your $10 per seat per month. I mean, it doesn't, how how are they doing? Do you have to think that this is just a situation, like kind of like, because that price, I mean, talk to me about the, that price. That seems wrong. That well, seems wrong. I, the reason I've got this little itch that makes me defensive is I feel like there have been times in the past, I don't know about recently, but, you know, just, you know, the, the Whistle Stop Tour, the app stores, first there were no apps, and then there were apps, and most apps were like 99 cents, and then some people had the temerity to ask for more, but by and large, you would go, and you could, it was either free, not, it was either free or pay. And the smallest amount you could ask, I believe, was 99 cents. And usually you bought apps. Sometimes right. you bought costly apps. Yeah. And there were vertical market apps and like um, uh, enterprise apps that you could spend tons on. But then, of course, over time, they introduced things like in-app purchases and subscriptions and stuff like that. And, you know, a person's got to get paid. I am not against paying money for things at all. But I do want to know that it's something that will you know be valuable and continue to be valuable. And what happened was at some point you would hear about, without naming names, there were different like bundles of apps, like usually offered as a short time special, right? We're like, hey, guess what? You give us forty dollars, thirty nine, thirty nine ninety five, and you're gonna get these ten really good Mac apps. And I remember hearing some rumbles about how it wasn't a very good deal on RevShare. But at the end of the day, nobody had a gun to their head to be in any of these. Right. And 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 so here's an analogy. If you're like me, I have more streaming services than any person should have. <laughs> how how right? many have you have you done a little tally? Well it's embarrassing to say, but all the usual I mean I've got Netflix, Hulu. I I'm I'm currently looking at moving because of the 
long story short, because of getchannels.com, I'm looking at moving to Fubo from Hulu, um, but I've got both Fubo and Hulu right now for a few F-U-B-O? months. F-U-B-O? Fubo TV, yeah. Fubo TV. It's the one people like for sports. Oh, I see it's that. It's the one, the cord cutters. I, I learned about it from Jason Snell because he decided to finally cut the cord, and for sports, he likes Fubo. Anyhow, the point is, though, I've got that. What else have I got? I've got Criterion. I've got Mubi. I've got Criterion, Mubi, you know, Curiosity Stream. Um, but, you know, it's one, if I go in and say... Hey, oh, so you, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm derailed yeah. for a second here. No, I just, please. So I, I, means. I, I, I got to, nowhere to be. I went to this Fubo.tv. Yeah. And you put in your zip code. Yeah. And then it gives you a list of, the, of channels. You can click a button. It'll give you the whole list. So you've got your local channels. But for if you click the sports section, it lists all your local channels. But it's got the NFL Network in there. It's got ESPN in there. Yeah, it's I mean, you're not going to get the, like, there. Apple or Amazon or, or uh, Peacock exclusive stuff, obviously. But, you know, there's it's, it's, it's a cool service. It's a cool service. And someday, when I'm, when I'm done clicking all my notes on it, I am going to want to talk about channels or get... I tend to refer to it as get channels because Googling for channels is difficult, um, which I've recently returned to via Casey List, and I'm really... I got a, I'm really gay bones for get channels right now. Oh, nice. Which is, like, basically an add-on it's sort of like TiVo without a TiVo. It basically gets you access. It's primarily Get Channels used to be. The way I first used it probably five years ago was you get an OTA antenna and an HD home run to like turn the signal into digital. And then, or you know what I mean, to like get it into a device, for, you know, go, antenna coax to like Ethernet, to et cetera. And, but like, you know, my OTA TV over the air TV sucks here because I'm on the wrong side of Twin Peaks title. And like, we just, it's just, just two giant boob shaped hills between here and regular San Francisco, and we don't get much signal. But what I, what I learned from Casey, as who's a fellow Synology enthusiast, is that channels can run on your Synology and through something called TV Everywhere, which is a weird pseudo web scraping service. It's not scraping, but it's like scraping. I can have channels run. This is, uh, this is uh, I can't wait to talk about this. I set up channels on my Synology, and then you create sources. Source number one, log into Hulu. What? Mm. Yeah, log into Hulu. Because basically, through this semi-scraper-esque API, anything that's on Hulu, pretty much, almost, I can get in channels. Ditto for Fubo, ditto for Over the Air. Then you can do things like create virtual channels, where like you make your own channels, you make favorites, you make collections, and then on top of it all, you can point it at your existing media library, like, for example, your Plex library. And everything that's in Plex now is also available through channels. It's a really round-trip solution, in some ways the last mile for like managing your own personal media. Uh, that's how I got into it. But here's, what I, here's my thought, though. It's like when we sit down, and the kid and I... I mean, my kid despises doing anything with, with, with their voice. So it's usually like to punish me. I watch the kid enter things with letters to do searches. And as we, most of us t- Apple TV fanatics know, there's a lot of stuff in the Siri soup. You know, like if you search for something, if you say, hey, dingus, find the TV show, what we do in the shadows, it'll know to pull that up to like sort of a TV show detail page agnostic of where it's available. And then you scroll down a little and you'll see where you can watch it on your Apple TV, given what you have, right? Well, you know, there's a real big streaming service that's not included in that mix, which is Netflix. For whatever reason, Netflix does not want to be in the series soup. What I'm trying to get at, though, is like, 
I end up just going to justwatch.com mm-hmm. often when I want to find where something is. Well, well, you know, well, why don't you buy it? Well, here's the thing, guy. I might have already bought it. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that I already <laughs> bought season one of uh, Detroiters, mm-hmm. the show with um, with Sam and Tim from uh, you know. I think you should leave. So it's really frustrating sometimes to try and find stuff. But like, have maybe you're not dumb like me. Uh, let's just say on um, more than say 40 occasions, I've gone and bought something before even exhausting all the places I might already have it included with streaming packages. Similar thing here. There are apps I've gone out and bought, or you know, sometimes it's a previous purchase, sometimes it's a new purchase. I never think to look in set app, and now I've gotten in the habit of anytime I need an app because I'm trying to be cheap, I'll go to set app and do a search, and I cannot believe how often there's something in there that will do it. I don't right. have to go, you know what I'm saying? Do you see the analogy, though, of like, I don't even know if this movie's going to be good. Do I want to just buy it? Well, I don't know if this app is going to do what I need. It would be real neat if it's in setup. That's what's brought me back to spending more time in setup. Yeah. Is they, they want you to get these apps. They want you to use them. Um, and uh, there's a lot in there. Enough said about that. There's a whole over 200 apps in there. And, and I so talk for $10, about you favorites. get you get just one of them, right? You just get one just, of the Just apps. the one app. You get to pick one. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like Audible. And it's ten dollars, uh, ten dollars a month. I think that's right. I think yeah. I, I, I think I'm paying for nine ninety nine per month for Mac. If you want Mac plus iOS, it's twelve forty nine per month. Power user. I, I think I remember how this came up now. Um, and you pay per seat, right. and a seat equals well, we used to say a CPU, but like a seat equals a computer, mm-hmm. right? So I had one on my the computer I'm using at my desk right now, right? Yeah. I've got I obviously I had one there. I also have a laptop that's usually at home got a seat for that and this is where that wild hair this is what made me want to talk about it is my my lady friend is back to using a mac at home for um, your special lady or your lady friend my very special lady friend Mm. Uh uh-huh um we find a stranger in the alps and so she's using a mac this is what happens when you feed a soldier scrambled eggs wait what which what what, which scene is that it's the same scene i found the clip of it with the fully uh, censored version and one of the other things he says is this is what happens when you feed a soldier scrambled eggs and that's find, find a stranger as, find, in the alps in the and alps? feed a soldier scrambled eggs oh my god i want to find, find a find version everything. i want you know what i will use channels and i'm going to find i'm going to try and find a version that's got all the dubs they must have been involved in making it no, that stupid they were. you know the cone brothers were here i've got them. i've got the link I've got a foot. Yep. I'm going to send you this one and put in the right. show notes too. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, I'm really spending a lot of time on this dithering and I apologize for that. Um, to, oh yeah. So anyway, my lady friend, she's like, uh, you know, what do I do for like PDFs and like being able to edit and, you know, do all the stuff. And I, I did a little bit of research last time. I, I'm sorry, boy, I really hate how I am. Last time I checked PDF pen pro, was the best, at least of the ones I had tried. Mm-hmm. Long story short, the company Smile Smile sold that to a different company. But guess what? It's now what used to be PDF Pen Pro. I think it's now called PDF Pro. But long story short, it's available in um, in uh, in setup. And I was it's looking right there. at it's right in there. Well, and I, I don't know if this is the same thing. But like I was about to pay for a one-year subscription to the cheap version for her, not mm-hmm. even the blown-out version, just oh. to get it. Because it's my job to like, you know, I'm, I'm the sort of like 
tech and operations guy on this kind of stuff. Right. And I thought, and but I think it was one hundred and seventy dollars a year, um, which is a pretty good example of I'm not even sure if this will do what I want, but I got to pay to find out. Yuck. Um, guess what? It's right inside a setup. That's what got us talking about this. So what I want to talk about is um, some, oh my God, I can't believe this is included for $10 a month apps that I really love and a couple little like hidden gems that I, I highly recommend uh, checking out. Is that too boring? No, no. I want to do this. It's I mean, a little boring, but we're almost done anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, what the shows, I mean, as, as a show or just this oh. episode. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I was thinking just the episode, but it's a movement podcast movement. I have to make a podcast movement. You, you do have to make a podcast movement. You, you want to really get professionals so they know how to pack it. I think the title should, if you're going to be moving, be make a PM, make a PM mm -hmm. mm, product manager. Now, this is not perfect. One thing that drives me bananas about these kinds of things, and yes, about set in particular, is like. It installs all this garbage that it nominally needs. It's not as bad as Dropbox, but it's not a lot better. Mm. So there's an app that runs, and there's an updater. And ironically enough, one of the things that, that's included in this package, some people don't like it, I do, is a really cool Mac utility app called Clean My Mac that will do stuff like uninstall apps. It's an all-in-one, right? It does the equivalent of, like, it does a daisy disk-style thing for finding and removing big files. It no, can really, can I just caches. uninstall an app by dragging it to the trash? Well, you could. That would get rid of part of it, but that's like trying to kill a walker by cutting off its hand. Ooh. You know, you really want to get into that brain. You know what an I'm saying? Imperial walker? Yes, an imperial walker. Okay. Uh, an at-at, if at you at. like. At-at. Do you say at-at? I say at-at. If I hear someone say at-at, that's a sign that we've overstayed our welcome. I just want to remind people that I have been criticized uh, for spelling Wookiee correctly uh, and for spelling Wookiee incorrectly. But I've gotten both. Isn't it Wookie W O O K I E? No. Two e's. E. Two e's. Wookie. It's called a diphthong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Is that a ligature or a diphthong? Wookie. You're a diphthong. Hold on. Wookie. There's two e's. I think. I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. They were yeah, tall species of furry humanoids. So I don't love the fact that it, it's, but what's funny is, uh, you know, talk about being, you know, hoisted by your own petard. You, uh, you open up this clean my Mac app. And one of the things is it can say like, Hey, you know, let's, let's tighten things up here. Let's go in and let's remove some of this garbage you don't need. Here's without having to go into like a Lingen or similar, or, you know, there's all these things where you can go in and see like, Oh, here's, here's, uh, things that are starting apps that are starting up. Here's background processes. Um, all that kind of stuff. And you can kind of like do your own like maintenance on that. <laughs> and one of the things it'll do, of course, the set app, set app includes this clean my Mac app. And one of the things clean my Mac can do is show you how much set app stuff is in, <laughs> installed. But the idea is then you've got an app called set app and inside a set app, you open it up on your Macintosh computer and you can search for things. You can, um, you can, there are collections that are really good. I think it's mm. already in show notes if memory serves, but if you go to set up, you'll see they've got one called get things done. Um, they've got, they've got some that are, let me go look at some of the collections, but if you want to get started, there's a bunch, they have suggestions for you. You can favorite ones you like. Oh my God. Gemini. Can you believe this includes Gemini? Find and remove duplicates on your machine. That is such, really a, such a wonderful, wonderful thing that people 
just need to know about. Tell us about that one, because that's on my list, oh, too. Oh, there's a couple. Um, I don't know if these are all included. Well, one that's included with Setup is Gemini. And I, I'm not up to date on which ones are sort of the the best to use. But mm. between something like Gemini and something like Better Finder Rename, mm. like I, I Better Finder Rename, which I don't think is included. But No, oh, there's one in there look. called Renamer that was on my list to talk about. Oh, I've too. gotten that one. I've gotten It's got like a little scrolly thing or it looks yeah. like a Dymo label. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've used that one. <laughs> Um, right. I, I do that all the time for like, just like my text files, sort of normalizing the names of things that I'd made quickly. But um, what we're, I'm getting off track again, aren't I? Anyway, let's talk about a few good ones. So this is not an ad for setup, um, but, but it's real good. Um, should I start with weird ones or great ones? Let's start with some great ones. Um, gosh, one that I end, this is, this is a good example of something I kept. So I had heard about, there's this dude I like on GitHub who makes lots of cool stuff for launch bar. Um, and he had made a launch bar and LB action for something called, called clean shot, clean shot X. And I hadn't heard of clean shot X. And because it, it's so funny that I would learn about an app because of a way to control it with launch bar, but that's mm -hmm. where we are. Mm -hmm. And I went and I discovered CleanShot X, which is a, there's a lot of good screenshot apps out there, but this one is my favorite because it's real easy to use. And so what's the, what's the basics? You got three, four, and five. Command shift three, you get the whole screen on your Mac, right? Command shift four, usually you select a window, or sorry, you select an area. Command shift five is a window. Well, this does that and it takes it even further. And, you know, for example, I, I want to keep all my screenshots. I don't know when I'll want them again, knowing that, you know, text, it, we're getting closer to like a universal way to find text in images, even if they're not in photo. I don't right. know. I, yeah, it's I, weird. And so, so I have a shared Dropbox folder. Um, well, Dropbox folder where I save every screenshot. It's just uh, in a nod to Zeldman. I think it's just Dropbox slash I, the letter I. Mm. And so if it's one screenshot that I did, I can tell it when I do a screenshot with CleanShot X, put it in this folder. And uh, hot tip, uh, when, you're, when you're doing that, if you want to have all your screenshots from all your Macs in one place, mm -hmm. um, per device, give it the name of the computer at the beginning. So if it says buttons, I know that is my computer here. If it says Bishop, I know that's my laptop. If it says Munch Squad, I know that's the other laptop, etc. And that way I know where I took the screenshot. Isn't that clever? It's so smart. It's real smart. Um, but CleanShot also does stuff like it'll let you capture videos and then it has an editor built in for that. Um, it's got a lot of stuff. CleanShot X, I ended up paying for a subscription to that that was not inexpensive before I realized that it's already in there. So if you do screenshots, check out Clean CleanShot. Almost everybody knows about Bartender. Uh, Bartender, if you're the sort of person who has stuff up, well, if you've, you know what your menu bar is and you know you've got stuff up there, but did you know you can control that? Uh, two good tips. Uh, it, was, it was a control click. Control click on something in your menu bar, and you can move it around unless it's a you know locked system thing. Right. Other great thing, I'm going to say this twice a year till I die. I assume um, everything in your menu bar. Try option clicking almost everything in your menu bar, because at the very least, there's probably a quit menu in there. But there's a very good chance there's a lot more under that menu that you're not seeing. That's my two tricks for that. Bartender is a canny little app that helps you arrange and make your menu bar more efficient by having some things that are always up there, some things that won't be shown until you mouse over up there, and other things that are hidden altogether. That's included. 
Better Touch Tool. Oh my goodness, how do I even begin? I love Better Touch Tool. Like someday I'll do a whole show about, we'll just talk about Better Touch Tool and Keyboard Maestro. Um, BusyCal and Busy Contacts. Two of like BusyCal is one of the best third-party calendar apps. It's, I, I mean, it, depending on what you need it for, Fantastical is obviously great in a lot of ways because of the natural language stuff. But um, BusyCal and Busy Contacts, I'm pretty positive if I'm remembering this right. That's John and the team that made Now Contacts and Now Up to Date in the '90s. At least it used to be John that worked on that. Right. Busy Cal's a very good calendar. That's included. Brett Terpstra's wonderful app, Marked. Marked. That's <clears throat> that's one of the big ones. That's one I that swear everyone needs. If you do any Marked. Markdown, like how are you yeah. not using that? Yeah. So in Marked, you're typing in, in a subset of HTML, right? And you're making all your stuff and you're looking at it. And I like the fact that it's raw text and I can see just what, you know, I don't need it to look pretty in my editor, but I hit Command-Shift-E at least for me and MVL, and that opens up Marked. And Marked is a live updating preview with HTML, customizable HTML styles uh, and other features that lets you see what your Markdown file looks like when it's rendered as HTML. But it does a lot more than that. Now, you can do that built in with stuff like NVL and, and drafts, and those all work fine. What I love about Marked is, you know, you could even point it at a folder, and it'll just show you whatever the most updated file is. Really clever. Uh, it'll work in drafts in a really clever way. But what I love is it also does things like validate links. And you know, a nod to things like, I guess, probably Ulysses or um, uh, what's the other one like that? Uh, IA writer, you can have it look for usage of like, you know, notice when I'm using too many adverbs, highlight adjectives, stuff like that. Really clever stuff. You can even enter your, your own custom ones if you want to avoid saying enterprise, if you just mean big company. Um, marked is included with that. Those are all really good ones. Um, I got I got a few more that I'd love to talk about, but did yeah. you have any you wanted to highlight at this juncture? Any good setup apps apps? I mean, there are a lot of them that are on here that um, that I really, really like. Uh, you mentioned a couple of them, but for me, Marked, that was high on the list. I do a lot of Markdown stuff. I just yeah. like writing text files, and I like being able to preview them and make them look really cool. And I love that you can do your own styles. I mean, there's one that's like a, a really smart, obvious one, but smart, is GitHub. Mm -hmm. where it just looks, this is what it will look like once you post this on GitHub. Right, but it's worth mentioning there are different, what they call flavors of Markdown. And the, mm -hmm. GitHub, the GitHub flavor, I think, is the most popular one. It's the one that I kind of, I think, that yeah, way. it's not quite as much as multi-markdown, but it's got pretty much everything a normal yeah. person could want. Yeah, it's a it's a really good compromise. And so you can pick that and do, okay, so that's what I like. Renamer, you mentioned. Our, but you can, mentioned I think you one. can also do, can't you also do custom processors? Like if you wanted to have oh, it yeah, you're right, you're run right, against sure. multi-markdown or Pandoc, it can do that for yeah, you. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I really like Renamer for, you know, I can do that kind of stuff on the command line because I'm like a real nerd and I've been doing mm -hmm. that for a long time, but even I will enjoy Renamer. It's be nice to have a GUI for stuff like this. It can be really it, just a time saver. And if you get something wrong when you're trying to batch yeah, rename I mean, files. I know, enough, I know enough regex to be dangerous. Right. Basically, I'm at, with, with regular, regular expressions, I am at the level of basically like the way that I would install my sequel with your tutorials where I can follow verbatim commands mm -hmm. and I, I can change just enough with an existing bit of regex that I can make it do what I want. Like I wanted to do one recently. Um, actually I use that other app for this better finder rename, but you know, when I name like right now I'm in a doc called B2W show note X E588 
and then the date. And so I wanted to normalize all of those. And it was pretty easy to like do, you know, a regex for that where I could figure out, oh, like the space, this slash, this quote, you know, returning in brackets, returning dollar sign one. Like I know, I know just enough to do that, but having a GUI for this stuff makes it so much easier to not really screw yourself up. To not up. screw it up. That's the thing. It's almost like it's like you're... This is not a time to be adventurous and learn <laughs> this. There's websites, <laughs> I think regular expressions, was it regular expressions on info, the famous site? There's a site where you can go and like, like get your head around it or you could... Uh, uh, join a join a join a, a Usenet provider that requires um, regex, which makes you learn it a little bit. Um, but you know, that's a different thing. Don't do it on your files, guy. Don't do it. Don't I don't do know it. who this guy is I'm talking to, but I'm sure mad at him. Another one that I like is just yes. called Archiver. Um, Archiver. So nowadays on the Mac, the standard way to archive files and things like that is it, it makes a zip file. So if you were to highlight a bunch of files or right click them. Uh, it'll say compress and you compress and you get a zip file. But in a, long, a million years ago on the Mac, we had something called Stuff It. You remember Stuff It? Of course I do. Raymond, and, what was his name? Wasn't it a kid? Wasn't it like a 15-year-old kid? Made the kid? It? Kid Henry? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Stuff It, and then there was Stuff It Deluxe. Sure. Yeah, there's that. all these kinds. So let me, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Any droplets? I want to say Raymond, this. but I don't know. If uh, that's this right. was Aladdin Systems. Yeah, yeah, and Smith yeah. Microsoftware. Uh, David Shargal and mm. Jonathan Kahn uh, mm. wrote that. So also there's another file format that, that's not zip that's called RAR, R-A-R. Yep. The RAR format. And I, my understanding is if you were to... You get your RARs and your PARs. Download stuff. Sometimes yes. it, it's a RAR format. I don't know what that mm -hmm. one stands for. But I don't know what it means either, but you use it to repair files. You can... Right. You can... Download and and un, and uncompress any pretty much anything with Archiver. Yeah. That's something yeah. that if you're if you ever wind up with one of these weird files, like how the heck do I open this thing? Yeah, right. This is how. Well, that's yeah, how. If you want one, I, I I have not used Archiver. I've used another one that's available, and I have it on my Mac right now. Um, that's a little more I don't know, probably a little more power user, which is called BetterZip. Mm. Um, and that gives you a lot more control about peeking into things and seeing what's all inside of it. But yeah, good, good pick. Good pick. There's another one called Simon. Simon. Um, and Simon is like, it's Simon is, the devious. No, <laughs> just Simon. Uh, <laughs> it is a server <laughs> it's a, monitoring. It's a bloody, it's a bloody cursed hat. <laughs> right. Uh, it is a, it is a server. Hat comes back, Dan. The hat comes back. It does. Oh, in, God, the, in, in this it. season, the latest season? Oh, my God, yes. It's in every season. you got to see the hat. Okay, all right. It's well, got a witch's asshole on it. What I like about Camera. Simon is that Simon. it is... Oh, wow. Control and troubleshoot servers. Yes. Oh, wow. Talk about this. Well, a lot of us who run servers or websites have monitoring tools, and being able to just connect to those or see what is going on with your server. Even if you've just set up a little ping thing, this mm -hmm. does it. And it has all these little notifiers that are built in and I, you can pick I, which so, ones so like, tra you want. Tra Transmit is more like started out obviously as an FTP app and then became other things. This is more, um, this is not so much about moving files around, but being able to see like you're going in and it's getting into the, the, the Linuxy insides and telling you how things are going. Yes, and it it'll tell you is this. this server up and running? Is it you know? And you so wait, wait, you, it could be anybody's server. Well, you've got a. I mean, there are there are ways that you could um, 
set up like a ping and things like that. But for the most part, it's meant for your, for your own stuff. Yeah. um, Where you log in as an admin. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the top one on here, I just downloaded it. Top one on here is Apple newsroom. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, oh my goodness. And look at all this information. Oh, I love stuff like this. The good, good pick, Dan. This is nerdy. My favorite. Uh Oh, is iStat menus. Because <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Nothing. Everybody makes fun of Casey on ATP because he loves that too. That's a menu bar. Like it's basically like a what do they call it? A cockpit or you know like you're like in a car or an uh, an aeroplane. Mm-hmm. It's a cockpit for all your stuff. Like yeah, it puts all of your junk up in a little uh, in a in, visual little in your menu bar. Visual puts thing. in your yeah. menu bar, and so that way you how, can. How fast are your writes and reads? How fast is your network? That kind of stuff. The right? main thing that I use it for is to watch like things like the CPU because I do a lot of stuff that winds up potentially being CPU intensive. And I always like to see when there's a spike or whatever, but you can put your weather in there. You can have your transfer and monitor how much transfer your computer is done. And you, everything is completely customizable. You can even completely remove the, the default like clock from the menu bar and replace it with theirs. There's so much stuff that you can do. This is like, has been for so long because I come from the old Unix days when you had little monitoring things like this right. built in. and Or even and, now, like you would normally open act, like activity monitor. Yeah, activity monitor. But, but this at a glance, if you hear fans spin up, you could you could go look up there or click or whatever. What's, and uh, like, what's up, yo? Yeah. Why is yeah, he yeah, doing yeah. that? What's up, yo? So I, I love this app. And, you know, if you think about it, if you were just to buy this, mm-hmm. it's, it's 12 bucks just to buy it. And you're getting it as part of this. I just think it's a steal. The only thing that it's missing, I think, unless they've added it and I didn't know it, you remember you could have on, on a Unix system, you had XIs. Do you remember XIs, which Mm-mm. were just two eyes that would just follow you? They would just follow your mouse as you moved the mouse around oh, the geez. screen. Do you remember that? No, no, I, I didn't use... I'm still waiting for the year of Linux on the desktop. I, well, I it's, it's, it on, it's, on, it's, it's on its way. Um, I hear... Mm-hmm. But XIs, you you know, you'd have your screen configured, and then you would have it. Okay, here's a screenshot of XIs, and they eventually came out with it, or a version similar to it, where you could have the eyes in the menu, and uh, the menu bar across the top of your screen. I'm looking for that um, menu bar back. I'm typing. I'm clicking. But there was, oh, I think it was called Eyeballs or some, something, but there was a version that you could have yeah. where it would do I, that. I know what you're talking about. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize, that I, didn't, I hadn't pinned that to being a, 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 but you like the idea of it washing your mouse for you. I like, yeah, I want, but yeah. that's gone anyway. That's gone. They used to have a thing called Nico, which is a little cat little that cat. used to yeah, run yeah, around. Sure. It's like stuff like stupid crap like that. I just, I like that. I don't know. Yeah, so I used a, to love, yeah, I remember Flying Toasters, remember those? those oh yeah, fun. the screensaver, the Flying Toasters. Yeah, sure. I have a lot of nostalgia for those times. There is um, an app called yeah. Downy. Well, okay, this will be the pivot because this now you're getting into my neck of the woods. Oh, okay. Oh, to, what, no, you, well, web, not WebDL. Um, there's YouTube. There's there's a couple of these on there. But tell me what Downy does. So Downy allows you to. I mean, I guess Downy allows you to download YouTube videos. You can use it any, with YouTube almost or any Vimeo page or that you are on. Well, yes, YouTube for sure. But the beauty part is, you know. It's all HTML5 now, right? Like, we don't do... Flash is gone, but... Gone. Wherever, well, like, wherever you go, especially there YouTube, you there you are. Um, you get... It's uh, it's an app, and as with this this new modern cock-up that I don't understand, you have an app that then allows you to have an extension. And right. 
Figure it out, guys. And whatever happened to, like, we're going to bring all the good Chrome extensions to Safari and make them safe? Whatever happened to that? Where's all my goddamn Markdown extensions I want to have? You remember, right. that? remember that big announcement? Yes. Hey, we're making the extensions safe. You of can't course. have cool extensions anymore. Where is it? Okay. But, um, uh, so, but it's true. There, the big asterisk on this is, in some ways, about any download thing is, like, if it's public-facing... Um, Downey does a real good job. It's very, very frequently updated. But the most basic thing is you're on YouTube, and there's tons of stuff I grab off YouTube because I don't want it to go away. Like, and I like would like to watch it at home on the biggest resolution possible. And you know, I've learned my lesson, so I download a ton of stuff off YouTube. Sometimes I grab stuff off YouTube with Downey because it's the, actually the fastest way to get a sound effect or a bit of a song. Um, a little inside baseball, but sometimes on Roderick on the Line, before the little drum part at the beginning, I'll drop in some audio that's like a little Easter egg for something that comes up in the show. And oftentimes, the fastest way to find a copy of Panama that's not doesn't have DRM is just grab the video, right. cut out the parts you want with fishing, and then. But it'll work on. And again, I'll, I'll get into the asterisk if you want. But this any site, even shit like Daily Motion. Like oh, Vimeo, yeah. whatever it is, you can grab it. And if it can't grab it, it has, I think it's called guided extraction, which is the shit. Oh, sorry, I'm cursing so oh, much. Who cares? No one cares. No, We're all adults I want to stop and I don't like it. But let's say you go somewhere and like you're, you're trying to download the thing and, and, and Downey's confused. Well, guess what? It'll pop up a little window, not a little window, it'll pop up a WebKit window of the page you pointed at it. And Downey works all kinds of ways, right? You hit an extension, you copy, you paste in a link, whatever it is. It'll usually just say, Bob's your uncle. Based on your preferences, it'll grab the highest resolution version it can find of that. But sometimes it gets confused. Did you want this version? Did you want this other thing? Did you want? So you just go through and it loads up almost like inspect element. It loads up all the videos it could find or audio, let's be honest, any embedded media it can find on the page. Right, so this is also a way of getting stuff off of SoundCloud. Like you, it'll show you everything it can, and you like look through that the same way you would like traverse the DOM or look through Inspect Element. You look for the one that looks like the big video, and you click it, and it grabs it. Um, and boy, is it ever great! Um, and it, it'll work with Permute if you want to like munge it around and do stuff with it. But <clears throat> I, I've used it. I used it. I think this morning. I, I've used. I used Downey. So much, Dan. Yeah, it's a great one. And there are others. Again, to speak of a uh, friend of the show, the great Casey List, I know he's a fan of um, YouTube DL. Um, I, I like a GUI for these kinds of things. But Downey is is stellar. I use it a lot, and it gets my official okie-dokie. I think I actually bought that as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a handful of, of them that you... And so before I... Well, I'll tell you my last Keep one. Going. My All last right. one is called... And, and I know that you're going to say, just pick... No. I actually really like this one, Merlin Merlin Project Express, mm. which is a oh, is it a project management thing? It is a project management app that remind. It's the closest that I've been able to get to like the two thousand maybe one version of Microsoft Project. And I know that sounds like a backhanded compliment, but it's not. I loved 
2007 Microsoft Project or 2001 Microsoft Project. That no, was, I, I did too. If you had to do Gantt charts and stuff, it was, it was really great. straightforward. And this, and some, some of the Mac versions of that got a little hairy and overcomplicated. I never used it on the Mac, actually. I only ever used it on Windows. Yeah. And I had my, my work computer was where I was doing all the project management. And I had a Windows machine at work for a lot of those days. And sometimes I even kept it around just because I liked the old school Microsoft Project back then. Omni has a lot of different apps out that are really good. At, There's at, one I can never remember the name of it's, it's either from... raffle or Pro... no no no, no no it's not an omni pro oh it's but not there was, there was one that was a a fully relatively mac assed mac app for project management and i can't remember it but i think it specialized in making like pretty it didn't wasn't very pretty to use mm -hmm. but it made things like leave behinds that would look really good but um yeah i mean finding stuff like that's another example though uh dan where i have not had a need to use or price an app like that in many years, but there was a time when that was that was pretty costly. You're you're scraping up into vertical market stuff at that point, and you're going to be looking at some pretty costly packages. Yeah, unless yep. you're on like I don't know Microsoft Microsoft suite of prod products or uh, Salesforce, I guess probably has stuff like that. I don't know, but ugh, what a, what a thistle! Just give me an app that does a thing and leave me alone. Sounds so angry. Yeah. Can I do a few more and then we'll get out? Yeah, because uh, that's it for me. Okay. Uh, good picks. Um, uh, I had this as a twofer with Downy. Um, this is another app for downloading. And I, I can't quite decide if this is really just for me or potentially for everybody. But it's, a, it's an app called Folks. F-O-L-X. Um, well, first of all, let me, yeah, let me what say. What is that one all about? Well, okay, I have it in my tabs as one I I was okay. looking at, but I never. Well, there uh, used to be there used to be an app that I loved on the Mac for so many reasons. And it was called Speed Download. Now, the basic use of Speed Download was if you had to download a file or a bunch of files, uh, especially that were like behind a realm, like or whatever you call it, like password protected or whatever. Like it was a, it was a way to like say go get this file and download it. And, and so long story short, you're thinking, oh, I'll just option click in Safari. Yes, that will work, but it will not use all of the available pipe by a long shot. When I download, when I option click to download a, a movie or a, a big file, a PDF, whatever, with Safari, it's usually crazy slow because you're not opening up all the available, not threads, but um, streams. Like, if you were, for example, to have some sort of a thing to subscribe to, like a Usenet provider, those things will let you, in some cases I understand, let you have up to 20 streams at once. And whatever your download speed in Safari is, it's not going to be 20x, but it's going to be a lot more. And with folks, that's what it does. Nice. Folks, you paste in a link, and it downloads it. And that alone, that's what Speed Download used to do, and it was discontinued. Speed Download was so great, though, because you could also say stuff like, okay, I'm going to add stuff to this notional pile all day long, and then after I've gone home, go do all my downloading of stuff. You know what and, this is like, Merlin? Tell me, is not is this like curl, but a GUI is rather than doing it curl do command line? Curl's attributes will let you do stuff like recursive, everything on this page type things. Does this do that, too? Or? Well, I, that's the question. Is like That's what Speed Download curl did. Curl does you let you. Say, WGET like, does. Get also. every image on this site down to two levels and stuff like that. Now, the way that I'm using folks right now, and I'm sorry Speed Download isn't around anymore. I really loved it. But the way I do that now is with folks. 
And so, folks, well, it also does torrents. I'm not a torrent guy, but it does. It says download videos in torrents, which is probably a good description. But really, what I would say is download files, like with as much pipe as you can. Like open up everything and like. So I'm trying to think of an example that won't get me in trouble. Let's say there's a very large PDF somewhere that I would like to get. And let's say that PDF is behind a whatever you what do you call it a realm? I feel like that's what we used to call it. What do you call it when you get the pop-up with uh name like the HTXS controlled name and password? What do you call that? Oh, a realm? We used to call it a realm, right? I mean, I, I know what you're talking but about. But it's not, you don't fill it in on a web page. Right. It's through it's that a little, pop-up. It's a little pop-up thing that comes yeah. up from the browser. It's like in the browser. Like, almost Pro. like with WebDAV or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. But what's neat is folks will remember all those names and passwords for stuff. So let's say there's a PDF I need to get for my mm, work and like it's real big. Well, I can go in, I paste in the URL and it's going to say, hey, bud, I don't have access to that. No problem. Double click, enter in your creds. It'll remember your creds like for the future and it's got a pull down menu and what's the actual phrase they use i keep saying thread and i don't think that's the right word what i want to say is the number of um oh damn it now i'll have to go download something to see what it looks Call like it but up to 20 up to 20 threads like 20 streams like, because that's how HTTP works, right? I mean, it can grab different parts of it at the same time. Um, and yes, I guess you could do torrents with it. I would I would be real careful with torrents, guys. Unless you know what you're doing, your IP's all over that. Um, but it's I use it all the time. What are some recent ones I got that I can share? Oh, yeah, I downloaded a copy of my, uh, my college psychology textbook. Um, an episode of Sherlock. Um, but those two together, that's a great... That's a, in terms of, like, stuff in setup that... Uh, I, I feel like you could benefit from starting today. That's two downloady things that are great. And I mean, I can't, I, I, I can't, won't, shouldn't go into all of this, but like, uh, apropos of stuff like Get Channels that I was describing and Plex, every time I download videos like that, well, here's an example. I downloaded all the videos. I'm trying to make sure I've got a backup of everything that I've done online, like podcasts and videos and stuff. So I did that video series called Most Days, and I downloaded all of those put them in a folder in a folder on Plex, and, like, I have access to this. Now, if you ever have one of those kinds of things, I love the toolbox of, like, hey, Synology has Download Center where I can go and, like, run this stuff. I love that there's stuff like folks. My usual rant at this point about why I don't like the fact that cities are built around cars and cars alone is that it limits your options. Right. I don't hate cars. I hate limited options. It's just that in that case, I do hate cars because they are T-H-E option in America. And with this, I, this is another tool in my toolbox. If I need to get some stuff, this is a real fast way to do it. Let's be honest. If I'm at home and I want to get a downloaded thing from a place, open up folks, paste it in, and I've got it on my Mac in a few minutes. Um, those are both real good. Can I do a few more and then we'll ditch? Yeah, let's do it. Um, just a couple weird ones. I've talked about some of the great ones. Um, you know, not that many more. Let me give you two quickies. Um, an app that I like a lot that's, um, boy, you know, we were talking a minute ago about YouTube DL and how you can go in there. You know, you ever try to do anything with FFmpeg? You ever look at the app attributes, flags, all oh the stuff God. for FFmpeg? It's absolutely hilarious. Like using FFmpeg, if you get real good at it, well, Hakuna Matata, but as with find and replace, I'd rather have a GUI than typing in regex. When it comes to stuff like dealing with videos, 
I want the easiest conceivable interface. And what am I talking about? What I'm talking about is... Let's talk for, about something important. Let's talk about something important, which is I've got a video that's usually like something like an MKV. But like, for example, I today uh, uploaded a video to the Twitter app. So I opened up this, it doesn't matter, but I use a, this shitty app called Wondershare. And I, I uh, uh, for doing video, basic video editing, just because it's fast, even though the app kind of sucks. I export that video. For whatever reason, Twitter hates videos I upload from my Mac, and I don't know why. And sometimes I'm able to fool it a little bit by changing some stuff about it. iFlix, let's say you've got a bunch of stuff, and you've got a real picky server or a real picky not VLC, but like some app that doesn't like playing stuff where it's not the way you'd want. Mm. iFlix is so clever. You drop your movie or TV show onto it. And, you know, over 90% of the time, far and away, it goes, hey, this looks like season one, episode 10 of The Offer, which I'm kind of obsessed with right now, the, the TV show about the making of The Godfather. And, like, and so it'll fix the metadata, pretty cool, but you know what it also does is it, the most basic thing it does, it's going to seem so dumb you'll hate it, but it just makes it play well with your, usually your Apple TV. But if it's another kind of device, if it's an old video iPod, you can select like, hey, make this thing work so it'll play on that thing. And most of the time, all you need to do is say, make it Apple friendly and large download, uh, optimized for large download is another box you can tick. And uh, you can even have it add it to the Apple TV app on your Mac for you. So you get this stuff, you drop it in, it fixes the metadata, which is a dark art to a lot of folks out there. Sure. If you're not, if you're not like a master of the dark arts, like I am. <laughs> like you, yeah. I'm, I'm all about good metadata. Um, I love that though. And it just makes it, makes it usually an M4V that uh, is easy to deal with. And it's just great for stuff. If you get stuff, it's sort of similar in some ways too. what's the two part thing people use. You've got handbrake and, uh, Cock, not cocktail. What's the thing called? What's the other thing? I've only used handbrake for years. What, what's, okay, so what do you use to rip from optical media? That is, I think that, handbrake can do that too. I don't even have an optical the app drive that, that does the thing. And um, no, no, no. Oh, then you start with make MKV because you need to make <laughs> make MKV. We'll take an optical disc and make it into an MKV, and then handbrake is the one that does all the codec stuff and the subtitle stuff and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is not as powerful and not as free as in everything as uh, handbrake is, but it's way easier to use, and uh, that's included. iFlix. Last one. Um, I'm going to mention this just because I have. A, I, I don't really need this app, but I have some affection for it. It's called. I think it's called either it's Paletro or Paletro. P-A-L-E-T-R-O. Okay, what's that one all about? So there's two things I'm all about, because um, a couple things I'm all about <laughs> is, um, <laughs> is I, I like, uh, I, well, one thing I love is everything keys, like in VS Code, like in just Descript. I like that there's usually Command-Shift-P, right? We'll get you the everything key to go and do. Paletro, or whatever the hell it's called, does one thing well, which is, like right now, I hope you all know that when you're inside an app, you can hit Command-Shift question mark and start searching for anything that appears in the menu as a pull-down menu, mm. as well as, if it's a good app, the documentation, like, you know, help for the thing that you're looking for. Pal Paletro just does one thing, Command-Shift-P, and it's everything available under all of the menus in the app that you're in, in a launch bar or Alfred-style kind of interface. I see. 
So if you're trying to learn an app and learn the key commands, which you should, like think about an app like Affinity Designer or I guess Photoshop. Like you're going to learn all that? Like wouldn't it be neat to just be able to type the thing you're looking for? Well, you can kind of already do that with command shift uh, question mark, but this is like, you know, works across all apps. And then on top of it all, like LaunchBar or similar, you can customize um, the, the the commands for things, like all inside of there. It's a really cool, it's one of those really cool old school kind of Mac apps for helping you do a thing. Uh, was there anything else I wanted to mention? I think that's it. Uh, that's a few, that's a few. It's a handful. There's still people making Mac apps, Dan. Turns I out. Know. It's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing. Love is a wonderful thing. Um, I think that's it, right? Probably. Let's get back to work. Let's get back to your movement. Yeah. Mm. Make something. Clean shot. Okay, well, let's button this up. Okay. Okay, I love you. I love you too, Merlin. <laughs> <man>. <laughs>